Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey, everybody. Welcome aboard. It's another episode of My Ship Story Podcast. I'm Brad. Got with me today, Scott. Eric has got some stuff going on, so he's uh, AOL. It, he's got some stuff going on, but uh, what's going on, Scott? Got anything uh, happening? I see. I've seen that you've been auditioning for some some more movies. I did. I have a. I had an audition a couple of days ago that was pretty fun. We'll see what happens with that. I've been rehearsing my presidential emergency speech in a couple of days, and then I have another president. Why people think I'm presidential? I have no idea. But yeah, that TV- that. It baffles me as well. I'm like, what type of president do you want me to be? But um, but yeah, I've got three, four auditions, and then we're getting ready to go into the cruise to Hawaii. And then when I come back, man, it's going to be it's uh, we're going to let loose with with the rest of the year of filming. So uh, starring in a comedy, and then we'll be in pretty production for my comedy, and then another feature, and then all kinds of stuff. Lots of filming. Sounds good. I just want to get this out of the way. Um, if this ever gets to YouTube, if I keep sticking my tongue out it's because um this weekend saturday and sunday i helped my mother tear out all of her cabinets she's getting new cabinets and somehow i managed to hit myself with a two by four in the in the chin and i bit the end of my tongue and so it is just bothering the shit out of me so if i keep sticking my tongue out that's that's the reason why (laughs) I've got this. That's what sucks about biting your tongue. I've got this big scab on my. I know I've got this big scab on the end of my tongue. It's just driving me crazy. But anyway, hey, we've got a a a fairly young guest on the on the show today. So I think we're going to hear some some recent stories. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Gabrielle Nierenberg. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Great. Awesome. Well, we're, we're also excited. Glad to have you on the show. Can't believe um, that Brad got your name right the first way out, the first time out. I, I'm, I'm a pro, man. I can do this. I, I've, I've done, I've done harder, haven't I? I've done uh, uh, Gerard Utenveerd. So I think I can. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that I can handle just about everything. So welcome to the show. Hey, we always want to start and see, um, or we want to start with how it happened that you got started working on ships. What what happened that, that you ended up working on a cruise ship? Well, I'm a dancer and I've been dancing professionally. And so my first goal when I started auditioning was like, I want to get on a cruise ship and travel the world. And so I started landing other contracts and I had the opportunity to live um, in a, one place at one time. So I was like in Turks and Caicos for like eight months. And then I had a contract in Canada. I had a contract in the Philippines and I just kept going. But I was like, I want to get this ship. I want to get the ship. And then finally, I went to an audition that happened to be the right day, the right time, the right people. And then they ended up, I think I auditioned and then maybe... I want to say like a month or two later, I got an email offering me a contract and I was like, yes, finally Wait. we're doing it. So you were travel already traveling the world as a dancer before you got started working on cruise ships. Yes. So wow. I was cool. Was it was like, like industrials or like, uh, like hotel type stuff or one of them uh, was the hotel. Another one we did, like I performed at the Araneta Coliseum in Manila where like, Thrilla in Manila was that like oh yeah fight um so and before that I was at a casino in Niagara Falls like from my hotel room I could literally see the falls so I did some Christmas shows there so it was really like I started getting those contracts and I was like wow I want to do this more I want to do this more and then the ship came and then you get to go so many places now, so was, now, before, like when you started dancing, like were you a, like uh, like a little girl growing up, and and where where did your mind take you? Like, I want to work on a on a cruise ship. Did you know anybody that did that before, or yeah, like maybe an instructor or something, or like how'd that happen? I grew up dancing since I was literally two. Then, when I was actually in high school, I ended up tearing both of my ACLs. Mm. So that was like a Oh no. Almost I was like 14. A Literally. I was like 14. Then I did it again. I played soccer at the same time. And then 
that was like the moment where the pivotal moment where I was like, no, I have to dance. Like I need to dance. I love to dance. Like dance has to be in my life. Um, I was really lucky to have amazing teachers and mentors. And my one uh, dance teacher, Alana, she was dancing professionally in New York and she would take me into the city to take class at Broadway Dance Center. And she really like helped in terms of navigating the audition world and just kind of like navigating me towards dance. So I went to college and I went to Rutgers University and that's where I did the dance team. Um, So I got my degree while also uh, dancing. My parents were like, you're not majoring in dance. That doesn't make sense. We saw what just happened to you. Um, So I went to Rutgers. I did the dance team. And as soon as I graduated, I started auditioning in New York. And again, with Alana and I had another uh, dance teacher, Sonia, who also created her own company. They're very entrepreneurial and strong, supportive uh, women that I had and role models in my life. One of my good friends had went out to LA to dance professionally. I saw these people doing what I wanted to do. um, And initially I wanted to be on Broadway, like six-year-old Gab was like, I'm going to be on Broadway. And then as I like started to auditioning, started auditioning and getting these roles, and these uh, jobs, I was like, Broadway's great, love New York, but let's go travel the world. Like, this is incredible. So that's kind of where the cruise ship. What year, about what year did that, was that? So I graduated university at 2016. Yeah, so 2016. So my cruise ship started in 2019. 2016 to 2019 was when I was just traveling for land contracts. What what an unfortunate year to start on You're telling me. (laughs) 2019 was great. Fantastic. Oh, so it must have been early 2019. Yeah, very early. I think I started the cruise line I worked for was called Aida Cruise Lines. It was a German ship. And I auditioned. This was like one of my favorite auditions I'd ever been on. I love like cruise ship dancers sometimes have a very specific look. They all, you know, they're tall, very pretty choreography. Sometimes at the audition is simpler. And then all of a sudden you like, I would get cut and I was like, I didn't even do anything. Like I walked across the floor where this audition, like we full out danced at the end of the audition. There were all kinds of dancers. There were six of us, different heights, different hair colors. So that was like, right from the start, I was like, oh, this is different. I like this company. That was January. And then I think February I had the contract and I flew to Hamburg, Germany for rehearsals. It was called uh, Aida Mar. It was the Sphinx class. So it was not their biggest ship, not their next ship, but the third biggest ship. And then there were smaller ships after that. So I believe there were like 2,500 people, uh, guests on the ship. I'm unfamiliar with Aida other than I know they have the really colorful ships. It's all painted stuff down the side or crazy paint on the outside crazy paint and, and don't forget about the lips the kissing lips you remember that in the front of the show oh yeah oh, yeah yeah okay. that's the one now yeah that, okay that's familiar <clears throat> that was pretty funny like going to the ship and seeing that i was like where are we and what's happening <laughs> i'm gonna dance on the ship lip lip ship so that's kind of like dancing and then auditioning in new york and then now what's I the story gotten... with the lips on the ship real quick no it's uh ship lips Scott, ship lips. Yeah, well, what, what's where'd that come from? <laughs> what's that all about? Honestly, didn't get the whole story, but they like we heart to see you smile was very big on the ship, and um, there was a day where we like it was like the kissing lips, and like we wore t-shirts with lips on it, and it was like a thing. Okay. And again, like the ship is primarily German. Uh, well, it is German. It's German ship. The language of the sea is English, as you two know. But if you're listening and you don't know. Language of the sea is English, all good. But I didn't really understand what was happening with the lips that day. But And I'm assuming majority of the passengers German? Majority of them are German. Okay. Do you, do you speak right. German? Or do you now? Nine. Da. da nine. <laughs> My Nama is Gabrielle. <laughs> uh, ich habe, that's basically it. I started some Duolingo like early on. I was like, I'm going on a German ship. I need to learn German. Didn't get very far. Did not get very far. I'm, laugh- I'm laughing so much because a good friend of mine from ships, um, Jeff Kicek, we were in France on a ship for, for the first time. And there were people coming on board uh, like journalists and and uh, travel agents and stuff coming on board. And they asked if anyone spoke French so that, you know, show these people around. And Jeff volunteers, Ray Kacharski, who is uh, Quebecois, 
and he speaks, you know, fluent French. He and Jeff go down and he thinks that Jeff speaks French, but Jeff didn't. Just helping and out. And yeah, he he just volunteered just for the hell of it. And so when these people come on board, he just goes around to everybody and goes, Je m'appelle Jeff. Je m'appelle Jeff. Je m'appelle Jeff. And just to everybody. And then he was out. <laughs> so I think I was like, that's basically like, hello, my name is Gabrielle. <laughs> My name is Gabriel. Mucho wow. gusto. All right, sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I took you off. I took you off track there. So so you get on the ship. Where I, I mean, I'm sure you had some familiarity with ships if you were wanting to do that. But was it uh, a shock? You know, the lifestyle. So I actually had never been on a cruise ship. I never desired to be on a cruise ship. But I was like, I want to dance on one. But I would. I was like, I'm not going to go on vacation on a cruise ship. The shock began in my rehearsals in Hamburg, Germany. Um, I've had, I know other people that have done ships. So we get through the rehearsal process. My partner was Ukrainian. We end. I'm going to like, I'll give you like the ending. We end up working together. Great. Our rehearsal process, very hard. Didn't speak English well. He was like, I put my arm out. He's like, give me your leg, straighten your knee. And like, he's talking about my elbow. And I'm like, what? Now I'm going upside down and I'm flipping and I'm doing things and we are not speaking the same language. <laughs> so I'm like, what did I just sign up for? Where am I going? And what is happening? The four singers that do come on my ship are all English. They're British. So they speak English. I'm like, thank goodness. I can just like talk because me, I'm like, do you want me to come closer? So I started learning a little bit of Russian because they were, my dance captain was also Ukrainian. So Davai, Davai, Leva, Leva, Prava, Prava, Chu, Chu. So finally, we get through rehearsals. It was one of the most challenging things I think I've ever gone through because like I, I communicate really well, like I can talk to anybody, I can get along with anybody. And this was a different culture, right? You live in America, we're used to our culture. And like I said, I started to get a touch of that culture shock before I even got on the ship. And we got through it, we get on the ship. And at this point, I'm already pretty like, I don't want to say defeated, but I'm tired. And I'm like, Oh my God, that was hard. Here we go. We get on the ship and I walk into my room. Like we get on the ship, you know, you walk down the hallway, you go to the crew purser. They're like, here's your room. Here's your roommate. I open the door to the room. And my roommate, who is also a dancer starts crying. And she, she's also, she's Ukrainian. She's not, doesn't speak English well. So she's crying. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's wrong. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is really small. And she's like, it's so small. It's so small. How will we do this? And I'm like, I don't know. So now like I'm close to tears and like this room you're in and you, you reach your arms out and you can't even extend your box. arms. Yeah. Shoe box. And then <laughs> she somehow decided to get the bottom bed. We were supposed to switch halfway through the contract. Yeah. I'm on the top bunk. Cannot extend my arms fully. I'm like, the pillow is a pancake. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have that little curtain thing. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just sign up for? Where am I? I'm with a person that I can't really talk to. This is crazy. So that was like the very beginning. Yeah. So like I said, it was like culture shock upon like spatial shock. And I'm like, oh no. This you is guys cried be... yourself to sleep the first night. Yeah, it was it was definitely an emotional first day. <laughs> like, oh my God. Now you did so guess... on your first night there, like you, you know, they didn't uh because usually what happens everybody goes. All right, this is how you drink, and everybody gets plastered. Like probably not for the dancers, because you know you've got a performance to get ready for. But. I think the first now now are all you guys are are all the your your dance team are they coming on at the same time as you are, or have they been there before? So some of the cast had performed on the ships before, and some of us hadn't. How how fast did you get in the show? Was it like? Tonight we're doing a show or tomorrow we're doing a show? Um, it was pretty quick. I think it was like three days. Honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember. Like, I don't remember clearly. All I know is like that night we started rehearsals. Now, did you guys do a crossover with the old cast? Because usually like in our, there'd be two casts for a week and, and they would do a show and this cast would watch them and then they would leave the next week and they would, they would jump in. Or did you like, they were off and you're on? And it was like, they stayed, I think they stayed for a day and then they got off at the next port. Um, but I do know like, that's typically how it's done. Like even now today, um, I know there's like an overlap. I think on our contract there wasn't, and I'm not really sure what the details were like why but it was definitely like a okay let's rehearse and we're going um but like we had like four days so it wasn't right away um but i, I don't remember like we didn't really 
interact with the other cast. Like they were kind of there for two days and then they were gone. But that first night, like we went down to the crew bar, that very small, but very warm and cozy crew bar. And then you have the smoking room, which like blew my mind, (laughs) this small room and everyone just sitting in there smoking. And I'm like, you're going to die. Like, how are you breathing? But you can see them through the glass and you're just like, waving I'm like Ugh. where what is this weird world that I've entered the crew mess <laughs> everything was just very um I would say shocking at first um and so after my like my interaction with my cast like I said it was a little cold I like to describe it as when I would go into rehearsals do you, are you familiar with Harry Potter yeah. okay so you like you know the Dementors yeah yeah I would like sometimes like walk into rehearsal and it was like, <laughs> like they're taking my soul. <laughs> like where is the light? There was like, there was. Don't they eat your happiness? Isn't that exactly, what it is? <laughs> exactly. So I'm like walking in and I'm like, oh, and I'm, I'm a very, I'm like a light, happy, sunshiny kind of person. So here I am, and these people are like, I'm like, how are you? And they're like, you asked me that already today. Why are you asking me again? I'm like, okay fine we won't talk it's fine I'm fine so the very first day hey, though, hey, my wife is l- let me tell you my wife is Russian and I get it they <laughs> she's she, when she first came here she, when she first came to the U.S. she was like why is everybody smiling all the time what is this smiling <laughs> about I just want to punch these people when they start smiling and I'm like <laughs> Welcome to America. (laughs) So you understand this all too well, which is going to make this next part of the story amazing. So I'm on the ship and um, we're in the crew mess and um, my partner would always like, I would say something really positive. I'm like, we're leaving in five days. And he'd be like, and what? I'm like, aren't you excited for what? I'm like, to go on the ship. (laughs) why i'm like okay oh we but any response excited like anything i came to him with like with enthusiasm and what so i'm in the crew mess we had our first drill which was quite an experience you got to put the life jacket on you got to go find your place i was like what is what is this again never been on a cruise ship so just all shocking um we sit in this crew mess though after our first drill and there's this boy there and we're talking and it's like my cast and all these people and I'm talking to him and he's dressed again. It's a German ship. So most of the staff that's like working as an entertainer or um, a scout, like doing the tour excursions are German. They have to speak German. So I assume they're German. So I'm talking to him and he's like very pleasant, has an accent, can't tell where he's from. I'm assuming Germany. And then I'm like, oh, and he asked me where I'm from. I'm like, where are you from? And he's like, Ukraine. And I was like, What? He's like, yeah, I'm from Ukraine. I was like, I don't believe you. Like, speak Ukrainian, speak Russian. And he starts speaking. And I'm like, I just met the nicest Ukrainian boy. Wow. So excited. I like run upstairs to the show that night. And I'm like, I just met the nicest Ukrainian boy. I'm telling my partner. And what? I'm like, so you can be nice. Like, I just happened to like, you are just not particularly open. But I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, they're just like, (laughs) people from Ukraine are very, are just cold. And maybe I just don't mesh. I don't know what it is. Anyway, um, this boy, Misha, 2023 is my husband and he has made it to America. So he is here right now. So my ship story has a, like a lot of, I mean, it kind of like determined my whole partnership with my life where, so I met uh, Misha on the ship. And this was the the, the friendly guy. The friendly, the nicest Ukrainian ever. (laughs) I'm running around. I'm like, I met the nicest Ukrainian. He was so nice. Let me take you back to the, like the nineties when uh, on on the ship that we started off and this was 1992. And uh, I mean, the stage that I I wasn't a dancer, I I worked backstage, but the dancers and the stuff that they were trying to make them go through, they had this big Las Vegas choreographer, famous choreographer, Nick Navarro, always whacked out on cocaine. And um, so when he was trying to put the show on there and open the show, there was a part of the show where they had these big giant backpacks and stuff on these hats where the guys were wearing these big hats and they were in rollerblades. This whole this whole um, uh, dance scene was rollerblades. And 
he hated the fact that they couldn't get enough steam in the wings to hit the stage already in speed, rollerblading and stuff. <laughs> so he made them these quarter pikes, like these skateboard ramps, but they yeah. were four foot tall, one on each stage. Everybody was petrified to go down these things. Every, <laughs> every single person that went down there was like, okay, all right, go. <laughs> all right, second one, go. <laughs> Like nobody made it down there and he was so eventually we cut it down to like two feet where it was, you know, kind of a small ramp. But, uh, you know, as soon as he left, we're like, we took him down to the incinerator and, uh, incinerator and, and uh, they never even used him again. Can you imagine roller skating on a cruise ship moving now? Now that on that, terrifying. when you guys were dancing, did you ever go up for a pirouette or something to come down and the ship is not there when you get there? Uh, yes. So we're, we're on the ship. Um, Wait, should we break into your ship stories? Is this is this a ship story? Yeah, this is a ship story. This is a ship story. Hi, my name is Gabrielle, and this is my ship story. <laughs> we, okay, we are on the ship, and obviously ships are rocking. I'm new to the ship, so I don't fully understand what a moving ship feels like. But I do know that, like, I warm up before I go on stage for a dance, for a performance, and that I spot and I, you know, connect to my partner. I come down, my feet are there, everything's good. Well, we're going up and we have this like overhead lift where my dancer, my dance partner has me and I'm rotating and like, I can't really see much. I'm, the room's kind of spinning and I come back down and like, I, I almost feel like I'm drunk. I'm like, whoa. So I, I have my partner where I almost fall over and then we're just continuing the rest of the show. And I'm just like, am I like, is what is happening right now? I have no idea. Um, because again, our also our stage is moving. So we have like it's shaped like kind of like a penis, <laughs> like picture like a back part and then just comes out nice and long. Those um, <laughs> and then <laughs> exactly. And then like different parts of the stage go down. So now we're like coming down from a lift and we have to walk down these stairs. Thankfully, I don't fall because my partner, like we, we, we got it together. He has me, we come off stage and I'm like, what happened? Like, did I like, did you not like, did we mess up the lift, whatever? And he, he's also new on the ship. So we're both like, I don't know. And then our, my dance captain comes over. She's like, the ship's moving. Welcome. Welcome to the seat. Like, <laughs> oh, here I am. Like, did we not warm up? Like, are we just not like what, what's happening? Um, my dance captain though, thankfully was on the safer side. So when the ship was really rocking, uh, we wore heels for all the shows. But on the days that it was like, which I think was only two, maybe three times throughout my, throughout that contract, um, we would put shoot like flat class. shoes on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just cause like it literally was rocking so much where I've had other dance captains that have like pushed the limit in my experience where I'm like, okay, this is not safe. Like, can we please change things? But no, this, yeah. <laughs> yes. we'll do it. nine, nine. <laughs> yeah. So, so we came down, we changed our shoes and I was like, that was wild. And then that same night, my, um, one of the singers, it was like, he's never been on a ship for super seasick, like, like uh, near throwing up, like white face and the singers, not that the dancers, whole new <laughs> not that the dancers aren't important, but I was like, if you don't go out and sing, like we don't have any words to dance to. And then it's just going to be like, yeah. So that was wild. Like he's backstage like, you know, grabbing things. Feeling like he's gonna pass out or like throw up. He's like, I don't know what's happening. Super flushed, and then we're all like going on and off the stage. We're like, well, well are you gonna go on? Because we gotta finish the show. Gets off the stage, gets through it. Wild times. Well, the funny one of the funniest things, like when we were backstage and and it was a new cast. You know, like every you know contract or uh, well, every four or five months, there's a new uh, cast that comes on. But like the curtains would be closed. The audience would be filtering in half full. The house would be half full and all the dancers and everybody would be out spread across the stage doing splits and, you know, stretches and stuff like this. And then, you know, as we went, uh, when we went out of Miami, we'd have to go across the Gulf Street. And, you know, that was a that was the night of, of a rocky night. And that was their first show night. And you would feel a ship go like it would move like that much every few seconds. And the faces from were these poor cast members were like, they, like they thought that, you know, we hit an iceberg or something. But I mean, their faces, they were like, oh, we got to do a show. You don't make us dance. <laughs> like it was the funniest thing. That was very well impersonated. <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> 
I almost feel like sometimes like, uh, like some of my best friends that I made on the ship were uh, British, but I think just hearing them, their reactions with the accent, I was always like, wow, you're making it sound so dramatic right now, but Are it's amazing. Mental? Are you mental? Are you okay? <laughs> we need to go out and get pissed after this. <laughs> Every time. So, so Gabrielle, yeah. so let's get into some story. Let's get into some good stuff. Like, you know, uh, party life, dating life, um, uh, miss the ship, like, you know, um, arguments, pranks. What, what, uh, what stories you got? Let's What's your see. favorite, um, favorite story? Favorite story. I think one of my favorite stories would probably be, um, would probably be the, the dating life. Um, with Misha and then just like how the other cast members you see them like I had a um one couple on the ship and you're like they weren't officially dating and so you're just kind of like what's going on and then you see them fighting backstage and then you see them together and so there's just this like turmoil and you're like in the cast you're like is everything okay what's gonna happen mm -hmm. um so like in terms of like the actual cast that was always just very exciting I myself didn't date anybody in the cast. I was like the third party on the outside, like, oh, shoot, that's about to blow up. Um, but it, it was also different because they were speaking a different language when they would have their um, arguments or their discussions. So I'm backstage. Here I am, like, again, I mean, the singers, they're speaking English, but when the dancers are together and, like, things are happening and there's fights, I'm literally just sitting there. Like, it's like a silent movie. I don't really know what's going on, but I know that they're angry. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so then I go to my dance class and, like, so, like, anything important? Do I need to know anything? She's like, no, it's all good. I'm just like, okay. So we, like, go out. We do our shows. We come back. And they just kind of, like, carry on. Like, it, like, they didn't fight before. Everything's, like, all good. But that was like my version of the silent story. Did any there of were, your cast members hook up with passengers or anything? No, not that I know of. But so we did boring. have like, I know, right? <laughs> but we did have we did have cast members um, that were, let's say, like maybe like had significant others at home with people now on the ship, you know, doing like the double secret agent life. Happens. That was always like, mm -hmm. I felt yeah. like that was very common. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, but it's so interesting because I think if I've never worked on a ship, I'd be like, how could you do that? Why would you do that? And then when you're on the ship, it's like human contact is the only thing that's real. Like being with humans, other than that, everything's artificial. Like you're living in this small room, your work schedule is kind of unrealistic. Like everything is not real, but when it comes to relationships, like that's when the people feel real. So, um, we've had like some people double dating and then the the significant other would come on board and you were just like, yeah. <laughs> you would walk past them like, can't talk to you, don't want to talk to you. And they were yeah. like, how's it going? I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. I can't believe you're doing this. It's, um, a, it's interesting with with uh, people in higher roles that have the power to, you know, when they're married and they're having, you know, they have their their person on board and then they bring their significant other on to see them. They transfer their girlfriend or boyfriend to another ship for like two months so there's yeah. not that and then uh, when they you know when the spouse goes home then they come back and people are yeah. like like oh okay oh hey welcome back like it's so it's a normal thing yeah, yeah. you got your your ship wife or your hoosmoos and uh <laughs> and then you've got your <laughs> you got your wife at home or significant other at home what about uh so many crawls party party life Drunk yeah how how was how was the party life on on the german ships did they did it did it get wild did you bring any pigs on board did you roast any pigs they have this like celebration and i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher the name so if any germans listening they'll be like oh i know what she's talking about ich bin schlagertal something like that so it's like every cruise we had this one night where it was this and we wore like this t-shirts and we had like a whole show to all german music which was just like funny in itself because I didn't know what any of this meant, but the people would get dressed up. It looked like it was um, Oktoberfest on the ship every time this day happened. And there's these this game where there's like a nail and an, and an axe and a hammer. And they like would be upstairs at the bar, like guests, and they would be like drinking beer with this. I, want, I think it was a hammer and they were like hitting this um, tree stump. And then they're just all drunk. And then the one of the like restaurants we had was like brought house. So it was benches and tables, just like it would be at Oktoberfest. And they would just drink beer and like 
well, in Europe, like beer is more common than water. I feel like, especially for Germans, like everyone's just, there's always just like lots of beer. Um, so as crew members on Aida, everybody's allowed upstairs, no matter what department, you just have to wear your name tag. So everyone's allowed upstairs. Um, so when it was, when it came to this night, it would be like, definitely you would like have to watch it. Cause I mean, I definitely think I was just probably paranoid. I was like, I can't get caught. Like, I don't want to get kicked off the ship, but there were definitely like crew members that you were like, wow, wow. You're really pushing the limit right now. And then you had the other crew members like escorting them down. Like, come on, come on. We got to get out of here. And then you have the guests who were just like, this was like the one night I felt like the Germans went crazy over. They like loved it. There were pretzels. There was like all of this, everything you picture on a German ship, Germany, that's like what it was, I would say. Um, in terms of like crazy stories, you know, you like go through these little like side doors and you should like crawl, walk underneath and then come up somewhere else because you're like, oh, that's situation. I don't want to be around. So you go under and then you come back to the party on the other side. It was just like very nonchalant. The guests though, with the, I feel like with our performers, we didn't have that many like uh, interactions in terms of like inappropriateness, which I've heard like has happened on other ships, like the one girl on my ship, she had worked for Royal Caribbean before. And she had, like, I think she was on the biggest ship when it first came out. And she had some wild, like, really craziness that I was like, I could not imagine, like, that people were sleeping with the guests. And it was just like, she was like, yeah, it happened all the time. And I was like, people Maybe partied. it's going to be like, better if you don't go listen to some of the stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a podcast. Well, no, I listened you know... to some of them. And I was like, I was like... <laughs> wow because my other one of my other good friends um who also had done royal caribbean maybe it's a royal caribbean thing she said that it was like you it can either it's like college on crack or like you can just be a grandma and like go back to your room and keep it calm but um it's from the sounds of it though i have not worked on an american ship it sounds like the americans like to get really crazy on the ships with the with the crew i well i'll put it this way i i worked on ships for eight, eight and a half, not eight, somewhere around there. There's probably a year. I don't remember. <laughs> Sounds great. I'm sure there's a contract, Brad. <laughs> we, well, I, I mean, if you go back far enough, you'll, you'll hear Eric and I talking about, we were pursers. I was, I was a purser and you'll hear Eric and I talking about on our first day, we were drinking in the office. We th that's whenever we sailed, we would call the bar and they would bring drinks down to us while we were working. We would drink in the office. We'd be hammered by the time we'd left. By the time we got everything done and all the <laughs> all the manifests ready and all this stuff, I don't know how we did it. It was it was it was. And Gabriel on the same great. ship, like as far as the backstage guys and, and the sound and light guys. It's so bad with, you know, there's a seven o'clock show and a nine o'clock in between shows. We would see who could race down to your cabin, do five shots and be back on the lounge to reset for the next show. We're like, like, no, you can't, you can't, you can't do this. You got to go work spotlight or like, you can't hold the spotlight. You need to go pull curtains backstage. Okay. I'm like, not, not anymore, but you know, this was, this was the nineties, but you know, yeah, this is way back there. Well, you know, what's fun, funny is through the podcast, we've learned that, for us, we thought we got away with everything. And we thought like we were crazy and hooked up with passengers and everything was, you know, but the generations before us was even crazier. And wow. here we think that you poor guys these days can't get away with anything, you know. And so you guys probably think that we were crazy. So, you know, it just it just goes on and on and on. That's so interesting. And now I feel like with the cell phone, I'm like, you can't do anything. Like people are going to take, like, I don't, if you did that, you would get kicked off the ship, which it happens, but it's like, you have to be so discreet about it. Like every, everything is monitored way more. And they definitely like, there were people that were let go because of inappropriate behavior. So yeah. it was like very serious, especially like sexual misconduct, very serious, no room for error. Yeah. Well, it was kind of kind of that way a little bit, depending on who you are and what your position was. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, there, you, were, I, there were shades of gray. I can tell you, there. working backstage, we but it was pretty serious. Ass and, and, you know, it was like, <laughs> okay, gay, gay, straight or not, it was, you know, everybody slapped each other's ass backstage. Is there anything else that you want to, uh, want to, get in it is there any other stories that you want to get in here 
before we start asking you a bunch of inappropriate questions? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think one of one of my favorite nights would probably be like we were in Europe, so we were in Stockholm. I love Stockholm. Yeah, it's awesome. Like my favorite, one of my favorite ports that we went to, there was like a bunch of parties going on. And now it's, I think it was like June. So it was close to like the white nights, like the sun never sets. And we left port, I want to say at like 5am or 4.30, or you had to be back on board by four, left at 4.30. So you kind of like stay out, but had to come back. We're hanging out. And this is like- Drink, the- Drinking those $7 beers. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just like, what? <laughs> that's when you have to like make friends because then the passengers were allowed to buy us so we were like yeah we're the performers so we like everyone gets off the ship and decides to go swimming in the water right next to the ship bad idea yeah cold i'm not really sure but in the moment great idea super excited we're all going and then um we look at the like we end up like looking at the time we're like oh shoot like we got to get out of here people are swimming super drunk and like i remember being oddly like i was like beginning my contract i'm like we can't be late like they're gonna leave us they're gonna leave us running back down and like you know cruise port terminals they're they're huge you're just like zigzagging running through parking lots you're like oh my god we're never gonna make it we make it back on t- on board like just like just before the um pull they the, were like the gangway right before the gangway and there but there was like i want to say there was like seven of us left so it was, it was significant enough that hopefully like they would have waited but we are like sprinting down running we've got like drunk people half naked like not fully dressed and we're just like we gotta make it we gotta make it we make it back that was thrilling that was definitely like exciting times so so are you thinking about going back i definitely miss it do it a real yeah. caribbean ship yeah those are those, that's your favorite <laughs> yeah well that's all i worked on brad brad and eric both were princess and then renaissance and, and other stuff but i just work on book Caribbean. i'm just saying get to some parties <laughs> Right now, I wouldn't say no, definitely. I wouldn't say I'm not, but I wouldn't say I am. I'm like... What about Misha? Is he still on ships? No, so Misha Misha's here. We just... So I went to visit him and then I was like, I don't want to do a long distance relationship. Like, no way. That's not for me. So that's why we like worked hard. We got our contract together. We were super excited and the pandemic happened and we were like, okay. So then now, I what up- happens with you guys in the, in the pandemic? Because he goes back to where he's from and you have to go back to America and then everybody's closed for a year and a half or something. I mean, what, what happened with that? Were so you guys was- married at the time or? No. So he was still on the ship when the pandemic started. So he was stuck on the ship for a little bit of time I think he got out April so he was there for the beginning he like flew home like everyone's in hazmat suits um and he flew home and then I ended up that summer July I went to Ukraine for three months to visit him and then he's from Kiev um he lives in Kiev so I was in Kiev and then uh his family's from Chernihiv which is like northeast of Kiev um so I spent a lot of time there and then my ship also when I was on the ship, it went to St. Petersburg, Russia. And I remember like, I'm my favorite place. Oh yeah. To, to I got lots of stories. Of, I got lots of, of stories from St. Petersburg. <laughs> Honestly, like it was, it was one of my favorite ports. I feel differently now, but like at the time it was really like really unique. Um, and going around with Misha, he could understand everything. So we were like able to go out and like just explore everywhere. And I was like, cool. Like, you know, what's going on here. Cause I'm very blind. Um, and I learned on the ship, I started learning a little bit of Russian so I could like read and I can speak a little bit, um, and I can speak better now because my cast was speaking Russian. So I was able to like connect with my roommate. Um, so I went to Kiev and visited him that summer. And then I went back again, following through the fall. Then I went back in the spring. Then I went back in the fall. And so we just kind of did long distance and then we traveled together because we were like, this is what we're going to do. Like we went to Dubai, we've been to Italy. We got to spend like long chunks of time together traveling. Um, and then in February, a year ago, he was still in Kiev. Uh, January, we were like, let's get married, come to America. Like, this is going to be better. So we have more options. That was kind of where we were like, yeah, come. January get- last year? Yeah, January 2022. Okay. Whoa, you just oh, barely. Man. So we didn't get married. We just decided to get married. We were like, okay, let's get married. So I was going to go to Ukraine because I was in Ukraine November, 2021. Like, and then it was January. I was like, okay, I'll come fly to you. Like, let's get married. Russia's on the border. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Then I got COVID. So then I couldn't go anywhere. And I was like, all right, I guess like not meant to be right now. Um, We applied to get married in uh, Denmark. 
because it's like the Las Vegas of Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the easiest place for two <laughs> international people to I get. That is the first. Before. That's the first time I've heard that. That Denmark is the Las Vegas of Europe. It's the Las Vegas of Europe. If anyone wants to get married internationally, highly recommend Denmark. Um, <laughs> took a little bit of time, good but tips. Good tips here. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's good. I'm serious. So Misha like puts the application together like February 10th, and now you know. Russia's getting closer. I'm like, hey, so maybe you want to leave Kiev? I don't know. Quick. Um, he was in Ukraine the morning. So the day before the war started, he decided, okay, I'm going to come to um, Poland with his friend. So they bought a ticket for the 24th at 6 a.m. Well, they wake up and he lives like 10 minutes from the airport. Chaotic there. They miss the train. And I'm like, what? Freaking out. They, yeah. they drive across the country. I'm like, I can't believe you missed a train. Oh my God, what's happening? Like, his dad is a border patrol um, officer that works in the corner of like Belarus and Russia. His dad's calling him like, get out of the country. Like total havoc is wreaked. And I'm just like, is this happening? This is, like, it was the, probably the scariest 12 mm-hmm. hours I've ever had. Um, and it wasn't even like I was going through, like I was just sitting there listening. So Misha crossed the border, I think at like six and then at like 9 PM men could not leave the country. Oh my gosh. Wow. So that was the craziest. I mean, like he and they ended up beating the train to Lviv. They got the train and then they crossed the border because if they went by car, they wouldn't have made it because the line was so long. That is Um, a freaking movie right there. Just the 12 hours of that was a movie. Like bombs are going off and he's driving to the train station. They missed the train. They take a taxi to get his friend's car. Now they're driving across the country. The friend already drives like a crazy person. Like I've been in the car with him. He loves to drive fast. So now I'm just imagining like, we're FaceTiming and he's like, we're fine. Like we're going. And I'm like, they're just flying across country. So they cross the border. Is that Misha or Mishka? Misha. Misha. Let me, let me jump back to the ship. So what did Misha do on the ships and tell us how you guys met? So Misha. She she kind of told us. Yeah. But what did he do? What did he do? So Misha on the ship, I meet him. I'm like, he's the nicest Ukrainian I've ever met. And then um, we like kind of crossed paths a few times in the first few days. Um, and when we were in St. Petersburg, Russia, they had like this cast come on board and like perform. And so I saw him walking and he's like, Oh, do you want to come watch with me? I was like, okay. So I'm standing there. We're really kind of talking and I'm like, Oh, he's so cute. That's great. And then I'm like, all right, just going about my day. The next day I have a missed call in my cabin. And then I, so I come back from my show. There's a missed call. I'm like, that's weird. Who's calling my cabin? Who knows my cabin number? It's the first week on the ship. Like it's like, sorry, I was about to say, it's the 1990s. My, my cabin phone is ringing. Like, you're not texting me? Like, who is this? So I, the phone rings and I'm like, hello? Like, who's calling my cabin? He's like, Gab? Or maybe he says, Gabrielle, I don't remember. And I was like, yeah. He's like, it's Misha. Do you want to get a drink? And I'm like, how do you have my cabin number? Because he worked as a scout on the ship. So he has access to everybody's files, which is like- Wait, a, wait, wait, wait What's wait. a scout? Yeah, what's uh, a scout? A scout. <laughs> uh, tour excursions. What do you Shore guys excursion. Shore Shore excursion. excursion. Oh yeah. Tour operator, why... like a like a tour guide or something like that. But but that'd be like shore excursions. Yeah, the Germans call it a scout. Oh, now I when you say I scout, I was like, so he spies on people on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's why he knows my cabin number. Yeah. <laughs> He's a scout. <laughs> you know, he so he does tour excursions. Sure. Um. So Misha speaks German, and um, he learned German and English in school university so he kind of went on the ship to better his german he like lived in germany for a few summers so um he was on the ship improving his language speaking and so that's how he called me and then he invites me to go to the uh crew deck which our crew deck is like the only area that people can smoke and i just they like it's like super tight and like i said either the people are smoking in that small room or they're smoking off this deck and i was like I don't smoke. So I was like, can we go somewhere else? So we end up, he ends up taking me up to the crew, to the, um, to the guest area. We had a few drinks and then, um, and then the rest is history. And then we just, um, <laughs> like, so he, so that's like the first week on the ship. Second week on the ship, I was like, shoot, if I keep hanging out with this boy, I'm going to fall in love with him. Like I already knew. And I, t- I remember telling one of my cast members, I was like, I, I don't know if this is a good idea. Like, the I don't want to date someone. 
Like, I don't want to date someone that lives across the world. Like, ah, come on. And so then the third week, actually my grandmother and um, my cousin, like kind of like my aunt, like her niece, my grandmother and her niece come to visit me on this German cruise ship. My grandma was so excited that I like booked the ship and she was like, I'm coming. And now again, everything's in German. I was like, okay, like come to Germany. My grandmother was 84 at the time, I think. Like she was rocking it. Um, so they come on the ship and now I'm like, here's Misha. Like Misha can help you do everything because he speaks German and English. So they like, they got to meet Misha, which the whole joke was like at the very end, fast forward, we just got married May, 2022. The only people that had met my, had met Misha before were my grandma and my cousin who came to visit on the ship. Uh, no one else said, I mean, they met him over FaceTime, but they got to like meet Misha on the ship. How fun. That's so fun. Yes. How, so, when, so which, uh, what's your wedding date? So our wedding date was, so we got married in Denmark, May 12th. 12th. Very close. We're May the 16th. Good month. It was, it was awesome. It was so fun. We like had ported in Copenhagen before on our cruise ship. So there was like special like spots that we had been to when we were on the ship. So then we went back there and like recreated our pictures and we like took some wedding pictures and like right near, it's like not this little Little Mermaid statue, but like the, um, forget the name of the fountain you're like back at the fountain I had a friend that was playing soccer professionally in Denmark in Copenhagen so when we would port there I would like meet up with her and then she came to our wedding so there was just like a lot of cross crossing of worlds in that time yeah did you go to the Tex hot and rock cafe in Copenhagen is it still there I didn't what is it oh okay (laughs) just just checking in just checking in uh, the, these guys give me shit because that was my favorite place to go to in Copenhagen was the Tex Hot and Rock Cafe because they had Mexican food. So it was the only Mexican food I could find in what was Scandin- it? We, what we were talking Scandinavia. About, we were talking about yet, yet, yes, last week or the week before. Like you know, you go to this exotic place in and France going, or something, I, and Brad's like, and they had Taco and I'm Bell, going to, and I'm going to Mexican restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at some point, you just like you want to taste a home. You're like you're away for so long. You're like, can I have something that I'm used to? Oh, hey, I get it. When it we was a cool to- place. It was a cool place too. It was, it was, it was a great place to go. Well, let, let me ask go- my last two questions. What's your favorite and least favorite port? My favorite port. Okay. Least favorite port, La Havre, La Havre, France. The worst thing ever. Terrible. All of the ship to eat. And I had gizzard, which was disgusting. Um, have you ever had gizzard? If you haven't, don't recommend it. I can't I do livers. I can't I do like, gizzards and I can't do any type of animal. Bite. Give me all your livers and gizzards. No. I love it. No. I love it. It has no. to be done just right though. But Lahav, you don't go to Lahav for Lahav. You go to Lahav for Paris. Of course, Paris, love Paris. But sometimes yeah. as a performer, you have rehearsal, so you don't have time to get to Paris. So you just end up in Lahav where you only option to eat is gizzard and it was a bad experience so that's my least favorite um <laughs> horrible sorry if anyone has support there it doesn't have time for paris do not get off the ship you're better on the ship on the ship uh besides that my other like a favorite port that's so hard i loved bruges belgium really cool city like that was like the best been. french fries i've ever had um <laughs> in germany <laughs> No, Belgium, Belgium. Belgium, Belgium. Fries. You didn't even have the waffles? It, no, the waffles were good too, but like the fries were awesome. And like the buildings were amazing. I loved that. I loved Estonia, Tallinn. It felt like I was in a medieval like fairy tale. It felt like I went through a time warp. I loved Stockholm. Cool. So that was a lot. Unless there's anything else you need to lay on us, I think we're going to wrap it up here. How's that sound? Hey, uh, real quick, is, is Misha there with you? Uh, yeah, he is. Can you bring him in and say hi just for a second? Yeah, hold on one second. Let me get him. We've got sure. questions for him, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> We're just going to confirm. <laughs> hey, Misha, how are you? I'm great. How are you? All right. We just wanted to meet you and say hi, and we've heard stories. Uh, you may not want to listen to this story, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. we just we just heard a lot about how cute you are and sure enough sure enough absolutely (laughs) cute okay yeah so what did you discuss here Uh, we're talking about our ship stories do you have any good ship stories of the two of us i mean i told them how you called my cabin okay i wasn't gonna mention that but do you want to tell them how you found my cabin number yeah in the system 
Yeah, he looked me up in the system. Yeah, this is a common thing. Um, I was a purser. I, I was a purser, and so okay, yeah. we would we, we I, I was a crew purser for a long time, and so I would get all these uh, passports, and we'd we'd kind of look through the passports, and we'd be like, um, "Oh man, she's cute. She's cute." <laughs> we we'd pass it around. <laughs> yeah, so oh, swipe right. Okay, what's that category? <laughs> Yeah, this yeah. was the old school version of uh, swiping left or swiping right. Yeah, so a, a funny story. The day when Gab just joined the ship, when she came on board, I go to the crewmas in the morning and there is my cabin mate and he shows me pictures of Gabrielle and she's and he's like, look, new dancer. Isn't she? <laughs> and I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly we'll goes. see you guys you guys That's have cell phones exactly the way it like, goes hey, look look there you go <laughs> yeah and i think it was her instagram and i didn't i don't even know how like how did he even find me yeah i, I mean i guess yeah. we had the we had the names of all oh, the, the people, people on the end and she just googled you i mean found it instagram yeah <laughs> you always get a you always get a list of uh everyone that's signing on and signing off and so yeah. they had this on the on the wall yeah yeah Awesome. It's a, well, it's a good it was tool. Uh, great to meet you, and thanks for coming on. We just want to say hi and get a get a quick story. Thank you so much, Gabrielle, for coming on. We appreciate it. It was great stories, and this is going to be a great episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for having yeah. me. This was awesome. Thanks, ciao, ciao, guys. Nice, nice meeting you, Misha. We're nice continuously Bye. praying for everybody in Ukraine. Yeah, and yeah. spirit spirit fingers. Spirit, spirit fingers no, out. Spirit fingers this way. Oh, that's that way. Oh, I thought this was jazz. Oh no, no, this is jazz hands. No, this is what you do when you're when you're googling. This is googling. This is googling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. You're welcome. Have bye. 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 Ciao, bye. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Bye. Awesome. Oh, that, that was, that was, that was great. Oh man, that was good. There's going to be some good stories. In All there. kinds of good stuff. What a great story. What a great story. I could not believe that the turned into a roller coaster. And the and the race to get out of of ukraine and literally they beat it by six hours man <laughs> i can't crazy. even imagine can't even imagine oh my gosh hey everyone the ship is about to set sail which brings us to an end for today we hope that you enjoy the podcast for bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video please visit our youtube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage